The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. Well, good morning, everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast. We're sitting here drinking our Ethiopian coffee this morning. Yep. And it's delicious. Yeah, it's uh, decaf though, it's yeah? It's not caffeinated. Mm-mm. I- I'm sensitive to caffeine. I'm, I want to get a genetics test done to see if... Yeah. Because if I drink prolonged caffeine, like caffeine every day for months and months, I start getting kind of jittery. Well, and obviously we want your bone to grow. Yeah, we and read so a study a that, thing, that yeah. caffeine delayed bone fracture healing. And so that well, not could just have been... a study. Like this is medically... Like the study? No. <laughs> from the doctor? <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah, to make sure that your bone is growing ac- yeah. according. We're to drinking Ethiopian, Ethiopian coffee, and today in coffee segment, we're yeah. going to talk. Spoiler alert: We're going to talk about d- different coffees and their tastes from different regions in the world. Oh, I love that! Yeah, I know. Yay! So, but before we do, yeah, welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast. I'm Ty. I am Jesse, the therapist, and we talk about habits of successful people. Mm-hmm. We break them down in a history, science, action plan. We try to implement them. Yep. You try to implement them. Yep. We all implement them. And we build mm-hmm. better use. Um, so crying, we had some cries from last episode. We had some good cries, yeah. At, 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 from from last episode. Yeah. So per, on a personal note, the shepherds have been struggling a little bit lately. A little bit of struggle. Had some good cries. Mm-hmm. We're bringing it around, I think. Yeah, we are. So, and um, and this episode, are we talking about when animals kill us? No, Is eye contact. Oh, my part has some animal killing in it. Does it really? Well, can't, animals killing us. Oh, like a tiger? Kind of. Oh, okay. I should have looked up tigers. I didn't look up tigers. Well, I mean, how often is this going to happen? Well, we're looking up, we're doing eye contact today. We are doing eye so contact. So proper eye contact, how successful people use eye contact, and yep. how we can implement eye, can- eye contact into our lives to to build better uses and be more successful. Yeah, and it's a tricky thing. Like um, people, oh, we just naturally do eye contact. And, and in many cases we do, but there's plenty of times that I am teaching people in therapy how to make eye contact when to break eye contact, make it not creepy. Yeah, we got to teach our son. Yeah, he doesn't naturally do it. I, I think I even our girls like. I don't. Yeah, I don't think our kids naturally make good eye contact. Right. So. But a lot of adults don't either. Yeah. So. So let's get Yeah. So I'm going to show you like what we actually have to do here. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, should we get into the history of eye contact? Let's do it. It's not really the history, but it's a history esque segment. Yeah. This day in history. All right, so we're going to go through a few different animals and what happens to you as a human if you make eye contact with this animal. What? Yep. So there's some animals you make eye contact, there's some animals you don't, right? Because pretty Is much there? everything in, in, the, in nature wants yeah. to eat each other. Right. Right? That's what, mm-hmm. what, that's what we do. Yeah. So when you're out there as a human, you're kind of swimming in the bottom of the ocean when you're out in nature because we are in our nice cities and our little homes. And we're so soft. And we're so soft. We are just so soft. Squishy soft. When we're by ourselves. Yes. 
So this is a this is a, a article from Forbes. So we're going to get right into it. Um, so there's eye and face recognition software in a lot of animals. Okay. Some animals don't have it, but but most like vertebrate animals, some fish, birds, they have some fish. Yeah, they have face recognition. They can see eyes and mouth. They recognize that that's something that can potentially eat them, oh, or I they see. can potentially eat. And, oh, okay. and so they have that recognition. Right. Some don't. They just wander through life. But some do because it's a, a mechanism to get away from prey. Like if right, fish can look up and they can see birds right. and they can see the eyes of the birds and the beak of the bird, they go, okay, this bird, he's going to eat me. So I'm going to swim lower. So I'm going to swim so... lower or going to get down. Yeah. Right? So let's do the, the first one and let's talk about dogs and wolves. Oh, yay. Yeah. So dogs and wolves, highly social animals. Yes. Right? So this depending on the situation, but direct... Eye contact in dogs is often behavior in establishing or challenging dominance. Oh. So if you stare down your dog, mm-hmm. you've probably trained him as a puppy to either wag his tail, open his mouth for a treat, mm-hmm. something like that. But you're establishing your dominance by staring down that dog. Oh, so it's not like you're just like, hey, puppy, puppy. Yep. Like you're like, I dominate over I'm you. I'm dominating you. You mm-hmm. do that to a wolf in nature, that wolf is going to be irritated or uncomfortable. And it's going to do two things. It's going to flee because they're kind of skittish. Yeah. Or it's going to eat you. Oh. So when you're out in the wild and big... you fall into the den of the wolf den, okay. like Liam Neeson in the movie Grey, you just don't stare down that wolf. Maybe you do. But I th- if you're I, ready to I challenge feel like him. He, if, I feel like he could cha- challenge a whole wolf pack. He didn't. He, he didn't. I mean, he did and he died. He did die. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, that, so that's what you do with, with dogs, but like even birds, so parrots. Okay. So if you look a, a bird in the eye um, and then there's some body language that goes with it. What? So they have a lot of beak and tongue and posturing. You just did a dance. Do you have to do the dance for your parrot? Yeah, maybe. So if you stare down a, a parrot yeah. that you don't know, you might get bitten. So the parrot might bite you. But if you stare down a parrot and then you stick your tongue out, open your mouth and like wiggle your tongue around and like do some like bobbing stuff, you, it's like a friendly, like it's a friendly gesture. So the parrot will. No, it's not. It swear, I swear. Oh well, I mean, the article swears. Yeah. So we should try it next time we go to the aviary. And I'm we'll, going to film you. We'll make eye contact. We'll see if they get angry. And then we'll stick out our tongues and our mouths will we'll like bob bobbing. our tongues around. And they're like, okay, hey, he's cool. Let him into the party. So, uh, lizards. Oh, lizards have have facial recognition software, and that what? makes sense because well, yeah. they need to see you know birds and stuff that come down and, and kill them. Right, right. And so, but but in some lizards, like if you try to stare down an iguana while bobbing bobbing your head up and down, mm-hmm. you're probably going to get a tail smack. Oh, I've never even we there's an iguana at the what the Natural History Museum, right? The, the dinosaur museum. Oh, yeah. Have right? They have an iguana out the front. Yeah. I've never seen him move. But could you yeah. imagine like bobbing your head up and down while staring at him and he like that tail comes Just around whack. a thousand miles an hour and whacks you? Anyway, iguanas will whack you with their tail because it's the same thing. It so just th- seems crazy. Yeah. So it's, it, a lot of it is a, it's a dominance challenging thing. So let's get into some of the more deadly ones. Oh. Lions. Yeah. I think in what do you general. Think? What do you think? Contact or no contact on lions? Uh, Contact. Yep. You want to make direct eye contact. So if you're ever out and about jogging and you run into a lion. Yeah, as one does. As one does in our mm-hmm. little region here. Um, don't break eye contact. Eye contact, dominance, and you back up very slowly. So often lions will do one or more mock charges. Oh. Yeah. So, so To lions, see if you move? To, to see if you move or just to kind of test you out. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. So, so they're either going to test you out to see if you're slow. 
which we are. <laughs> We're so slow. Or they're going to test you out which to see if you're a challenge. So they'll make like a little mock attempt. Because lions only are successful 20 or 30% of the time they go for an attack. Right. Like African wild dogs are 80% successful. Oh my gosh. I was reading really? on that. If you, if you, yeah, don't worry about it. If, if you see an African wild dog and You're they dead. want to eat you, it's like, okay, sorry, good. I'm just going to lay down. You can't fight them. You can't run from them. You can't, you, you can't be dominant over them. They're, you're done. But with lions, you can try that. Okay. Now, what about leopards? Oh. Leopards are smart. No eye contact. Oh, really? None? Yep. Nope. Unlike lions, never make direct eye contact with a leopard. They're they so... will view this as a challenge, and that's it. So what do you do? So you stand still, you look down, kind of like kind of like meekish, kind of make yourself look big and brave, but but meekish at the same time. That makes like sense. Like your head down, like you don't want to. Like I'm a, like you're an elephant or something like that. Like oh, you're, okay. you're too much of a burden for me to go after because leopards are a little smaller. Right. Right. But like the leopard who broke out of the zoo here in Salt Lake. Oh my gosh! But he just he took just, a nap. He just took a nap up by the waterfall. That's <laughs> yeah. probably because no one was looking at him because he's just hiding. He's just but anyway, there. yeah. If you see oh, a leopard, don't make eye contact with that leopard. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of some of the things. With, with eye contact in nature. So because I don't really interact with a lot of those animals, what about a cougar, you think? Oh, I didn't look up. I didn't look up mountain lion or cougar. I think with cougars, they're the same thing. You try to make yourself look real big. Um, but not necessarily eye contact? Um, I'm not sure in the eye contact. We'll have to look it up. And maybe, maybe well, because I know that they'll go it. after mountain bikers. Yeah. Because we're essentially beautiful deers yep exactly you know cruising by and, but and a lot of animals a lot of animals don't like to eat humans i guess we don't taste very good no i would and, imagine and we back don't. in the day like you can see it in, like chimpanzee troops in uh-huh. the jungle like they'll take like sticks and they'll bang on trees and scare leopards up into the trees oh like as a group of because there, there are not many animals that are that are not herd mentality like grazer um, animals that hunt in packs like like we do as humans. Right, right. So to be honest, like a lion, a solo lion or a pair of lions or a, a solo leopard, that's pretty scary to come across like 15 chimpanzees or 15 humans with sticks. Yeah, we're... Like yeah, that, that that's a terrifying. That's a big... That's a big task. Yeah. So I don't think people like it. Even like sharks. Yeah, sharks don't like to eat us either. Sharks usually uh, mistake us as seals. Yeah. When we flounder about in the water. It's like, oh, we got a hurt seal. And then they go and they bite us. And then they let us go. That's why you see a lot of shark bites, not a lot of ocean disappearances. Right. So Because they would just eat you whole. Because they would just eat you. Yeah they, yeah, they bite you and then they'd finish you off and then be like, hey, Carl went surfing. We never saw him again. Yeah. You know, But you say, oh my God, Carl's leg is gone. You're like, yeah, because they didn't like the taste of you, so it spit you out. So well, that's interesting. I wonder what we taste like. I don't know. They'd garbage. Probably. We put a lot of garbage corn. in Cheetos. We taste like corn. We probably taste like corn. A lot yeah. of corn. Yeah. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah. So get out there, make some eye contact with with animals, or and, don't, and, and you write it in your journal, in your diary. Let us know. Be like, today I went to the zoo, and the tigers got really angry when I made eye contact. <laughs> you never know. Check. Check, and then when you're in Miramar next time, you can say, "Oh, hey, there's a tiger. Don't make eye contact." <laughs> okay. Cool. Perfect. All right, that's all I got for a history segment. Not really <laughs> a history, is... but no, but that's wild, actually. Yeah. Okay. But should we bring this back in and talk about eye contact, the science behind eye contact? Science What behind... happens in your brain? Yeah. Well, kind of. Kind of. Well, I mean, your eyes are in your head. <laughs> it goes into your brain. So <laughs> let's start talking about the science. Okay. So it probably comes as no surprise that eye contact is really the significant thing for our social cues and understanding other people. 
Okay, makes sense. Right. Um, and, and that's why even even babies will gaze up at faces and and sit there and analyze. And Is that so they're, they're assessing their facial recognition software or they're honing it? or Essentially. It's not like they're a computer. We don't plug in our babies and get all this stuff, but kind of. Okay. So, um, but what's really cute, and our youngest daughter's too old for this now, but um, if a child like four and under... It kind of varies with age a little bit, but if they cover their eyes, they believe that they cannot be seen. I like that one. That was cute when they would do those things. Yeah. And that's part of just the development of understanding eye contact, social cues, that you exist if your eyes are closed, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, I like that. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is adults will er- avert their eyes when they're concentrating when children will not. So, so like we'll do the old look up into the corner of our eyeballs, yes. but kids will just blankly stare at you? Um, it, yeah, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a disassociated look, but they don't break eye contact oh. because, it, and that is something that you can actually train them. You can train them to move their eyes to the ground or to the ceiling or to their hand so that they can concentrate more. And, and also when we're seeing other people's behaviors that are uncomfortable, we'll avert our eyes from that because we become uncomfortable with what is going on over there. Okay. So the, do the kids learn to do the, the upward gaze or the downward gaze to... Well, so it, it there's two different kind of paths. There's one that naturally kids kind of just go, oh, like if I look they up discover at the on ceiling, their own. gotcha, yeah, and then they start doing it. And I don't think there's like a mental note, like mic drop, but there's, but there's just kind of that development. And then the other side of that is where they're actually taught it. Okay. And eye contact varies greatly among, and and we see this kind of in like with uh, the autism spectrum mm-hmm. and everything, but. People vary in their eye contact anyway. Right. So whether we're on the spectrum or not, um, your eye contact is going to vary wildly. And so there is usually something that you can pick up on with eye contact that will make you um, seem more competent in your eye contact kind of deal there. Is that what, like eye contact makes you appear more competent? Yes. Because I know it makes you more confident, but... well, and that's the thing is, so it makes you appear as if you're more sophisticated than you are. Okay. And they did this study with dogs, which I actually didn't know that, I mean, it makes sense with your dog to like dominate over them. But even inanimate objects like a mascot, if the mascot is able to align with your eyes as if they are looking at you, it appears as if the mascot is more sophisticated and really there. Instant, so versus... you, you can get tricked into believing that, like you said, Mickey Mouse at mm-hmm. Disneyland mm-hmm. is super sophisticated and could have be like your coffee buddy and talk about world philosophy because the mannequinizer is so good. Right. Well, and they literally make the eyes that way. So you can't necessarily see exactly where Mickey is looking. So therefore, Mickey is always making eye contact with you. Therefore, Mickey's Mickey and more sophisticated than oh, they actually man. are. It's crazy. Isn't that amazing? Now... With eye contact, it's about every three seconds you need to avert your eyes or else it gets weird. The the big stare. The big stare. All right. And the slight breaks can be like looking at their ear and then back. Oh, okay. It can, be, it can be kind of looking at their shoulder. It can be like breaking gaze and looking at something in the environment and coming back. What we don't want is we don't want you to look at the ground. Okay. Because that shows, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know that you've so you're subservient to the subservient, person. Subservient, that's what it is. Or darting eyes, because that demonstrates that you are kind of freaking out about it. Okay. And that you're not enjoying that social interaction. So even if you are enjoying the social interaction, you appear as if you are not. 
Okay. So just maybe like a blink and shoulder and back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then when you're looking at someone's face, we're doing very specific things. So we're looking at the pupils. So when you are angry, upset, or aggressive, pupils will be very small. Oh. Yeah. Or you're on drugs. But we're not going to get into the drug thing. Right. So, but like anger, you're aggressive, you've just encountered something uncomfortable, your pupils get really small, no matter what light you're in. Now, let's say that you're super happy, excited, and maybe slightly aroused. Your pupils get real big. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. And it actually makes your eyes appear as if they're bigger. And that's when we talk about doe eyes. Oh. Because that means that the, like there's an arousing, excited gaze happening. Eyes appear as if they are bigger. Like we're more drawn to the eye area. Oh, so what about people with like dark versus light eyes? I didn't find anything on that. There's got to be more to that. But I... But... And maybe, I mean, maybe with brown eyes, you appear as if... Your pupils are always bigger? Yeah, so you always appear as if you have doe eyes? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just know that the pupil thing has been very well researched. Um, and and we're also looking for micro expressions. In our face. In our face. And not so, in our eyeballs. No, so the, the, the micro ex- expressions are less than a second long. Okay. And, it, and you cannot hide them. Okay. And I do this in therapy. Right. Because people will tell you exactly if they're lying, if they're the actual like categories of the micro expressions are disgust, anger, fear, sadness, happiness, surprise, and contempt. So pretty much inside out characters with a couple of bonuses. With a couple of bonuses. Okay. The ones that you probably wouldn't want hanging out in your head all yeah, the time. Surprise and yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but those those micro expressions are very important because that you cannot hide them. And so, and they're exactly what you would think of with the emojis. Like, what do you mean? Like, like when you think of an emoji, like if I'm mimicking the surprised emoji, that is exactly what happens in your face during that time. For like a fraction of a second. For a fraction of a second, you get that. And then you can start masking. Can people mask their micro expressions? Um, well, there's there's a very small sliver of folks who can kind of do that, but it, it looks more like a spasm of the face than actually hiding it oh so like they even like psychopaths um well they probably don't they don't have have the feeling they don't have the uh, yeah because the actual feeling yeah because you have to have the emotion in order to have that so if if you surprise me with a puppy let's say like i'll be i'll have that surprised face but I might not follow it with happiness face. Right. You know, but then I'll have to try to like, oh, yay, you pretend, a you, puppy. It's like surprise face then, followed by uh, a little anger flash and a contemptment flash. Yep. And, and then, then you're like, oh, I'm happy because I'm going to take care of a new puppy. And I don't know how to do it very well. Right. Yeah. Right. And so there, there's a lot to that, but but you really can't train yourself to hide those micro expressions. If you have the feeling, you're probably going to have one of those. And it'll either be a spasm or again, like with antisocial um, like true antisocial. I'm not talking about like ex-boyfriends that everybody has out there. Like it's like true antisocial. They just don't have the emotions. So therefore they wouldn't have the micro expression as prominent. Got it. Right. Okay. And and the reason why we're talking about eye contact really when it comes down to it is that it demonstrates whether you have it or not that you have high self uh, high self-worth, high social standing and confidence in your leadership skills. So you are the dominant leopard. You are leopard. the bee's knees. You are that dominant leopard. Yep. You're walking around. Maybe I will stare down some leopards then. 
and just like prove until that I am they definitive. eat you, they are so much stronger. They <laughs> rip you apart. They have claws. Maybe if you have like knives or your Wolverine. But dom- dominant. Down. But eye contact is one of those dominant traits, just like a handshake. Yes. That if you want to be taken seriously, that you need, you need to use it appropriately. Right. But okay. here's the thing: you don't necessarily have to have any of those traits. Oh, you can fake it. You can fake it. You can fake it till you make it. Yes. Okay. It takes a lot of training because the thing is, is, is with your eyes that you read a lot of emotion off of people's eyes. So as long as you are in full actor mode where you're like, yep, I, I lead this pack. Um, people will be able to tell if you're faking it. If you don't like try to radiate that through your eyes as well. So they won't be able to tell you're faking it. Um, they won't be able to tell if you're good at that. If you're good at it, okay. And and that's where, like in therapy, I'm teaching folks how to do um, eye contact and how to make it more effective. And But then we have to have the stuff behind it as well. So Even you, build, if we're, you build up after. Yes. Okay. Yep. So it's, it's very important. Eye contact is extremely important if you're looking for social climbing or social understanding. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Is that the science behind eye contact? That is the science behind eye contact. <sighs> That's a lot of stuff in there. Yep. All right. We're learning today. <laughs> um, should we get into the coffee segment? Yes. All right. Here we go. Coffee segment. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee trying to keep my sleepy soul awake. But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes All right, let's talk about some coffee segment, shall we? Yeah. All right, so this is an article from Angel Angel's Cup. I don't know what that is, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about what the common flavors or common tastes of coffee from different regions. Okay. So each coffee, for, you know, grown in a different region, a different soil with different, you know, different ways is going to have different notes and flavors. Right. The way they're roasted is going to have different notes and flavors and there's additives you can add. The whole works. Okay. But generally, their coffee is actually pretty confined to certain areas in the world. Yes. We've, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Right. You know, Ethiopia, Brazil are big, big growers, Central America, some South, and then... Um, a little bit in like Hawaii and Malaysia and Indonesia that makes up like 1% all all the fringe places. Let's talk about what they taste like generally. Now, this is a very general, just fun article. So don't go and be like, oh, I got some Ethiopian coffee and it tasted like oak. And this, you said it would taste like blueberries. So (laughs) just very basic. So Ethiopian naturally processed. So there's naturally processed and then there's wash processed. Yes, and washes chemical washes. Chemical it? washes, yeah. usually, yep. But um, it's just a blueberry. It's a very blueberry aroma from Ethiopian Arabica coffee. Oh. You get those kind of like blueberry notes as we hear that. But a washed coffee or processed coffee is going to have like more of a, a tea or a lemon citrus or a floral kind of aroma to it and, oh. and notes to it. So a lot of times like your your McDonald's coffee or your you know Dunkin' Donuts coffee, that's probably processed Arabica coffee. And it's going to have more of those kind of like floral, earthy notes Oh. Than those sweeter notes. Oh, okay. And that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Kenya, Kenya. This this person said a lot of the Kenyan coffees that they tried had a tomato stew and raisin note to it. That wow. does not sound something good. But we should try. I we don't should know. Try some Kenyan tomato coffee. stew. How, I'm sure we've drank some in our vast in our vast coffee experience, experiences. Yeah. Which is 95 percent Starbucks brands. Um, <laughs> We've been branching out. We've been branching out. Um, the rest of Africa, like um, Rwanda and areas like that, 
ginger and winter spice. So a oh my gosh, more, that sounds amazing. A lot of more spicy kind of things. Okay. Um, Panama. Panama. So yeah, that kind of central South America, Colombia has some coffee. Panama has coffee. And then Brazil is huge with coffee. Okay. But Panama, you're talking honeysuckle. So I don't even know what honeysuckle would taste like. Does it taste like honey? No, it's a little sweet. No, it's it's an actual plant. Oh, it just has oh like a, it's a plant. Yeah, it has like a just a sweet tinge to it with this with this kind of floral okay um indonesia like papua new guinea and those little islands down there in south asia mm-hmm. uh, earthy woody flavors Ooh. it's a distinct taste yemen yemen's a lovely place to visit is it nope don't go to yemen <laughs> so um but sandalwood nutmeg cinnamon spice berry yemen's just a very dangerous place yeah it's in the middle east um colombia Another place that actually some some of our friends have been to Colombia. They say it's very nice. Yeah. Um, cola, cherry, orange, vanilla, chocolate, florals, and maybe some apple. Oh. So maybe some like sweeter, sweeter coffees yeah, come, come out of Colombia. Nicaragua, tobacco. They like that tobacco flavor. Oh, goodness. Probably because there's so much tobacco grown anywhere or everywhere there. Right. So Brazil and Mecca, uh, Mexico, the chocolate notes and then like yeah. the nutty flavor. We, that's what we're drinking this morning. Oh, no, we're drinking. We have the other stuff. We have some Mexican coffee upstairs. Yeah. And it's um, yeah, it's very chocolatey notes, yes, very, very yeah. nut notes. And then Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Costa Rica, the rest of Central America. Okay, um, they're they're really hard to to tell apart, and they've got a seaweed or a miso flavor. Oh, that's not that doesn't that doesn't sound good. But I don't know. Have we ever had like a, a Guatemala? We've had Guatemalan coffee. I feel like we have. I don't feel like I it don't was feel a like seaweed. it was a seaweed flavor. But but maybe, maybe if you get like a genuine bag right from there. Yeah. And, and probably because those countries are really close to the coast when they where they grow. Oh, now I love it. Yeah. Now I want more of it. So so you got <laughs> <laughs> So you got you got coffee that grows high altitudes, low altitudes, but it's gotta be very specific climate. Right. Humidities, temperatures. So oh. anyway, there you go. And then all the other regions, like we said, Hawaii and other places are all over the place but what does Hawaii's hawaii got, taste like does uh, it say? this didn't say but i mean you, you've tasted kona coffee it's, it's, it's just magic it's a light how would you describe kona coffee magic it's a very light flavor Palatable. i don't know yeah anyway maybe so. florally yeah maybe maybe i don't florally. know i really like the hawaii's coffee yeah it's good big fan yeah so there you go so next time you're in the store or somewhere you're like oh this coffee's from el salvador it's, it's probably going to taste like seaweed. And <laughs> now you'll be like, oh, that's, it's gross. I, that's all I can think about. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Or you get it and you're like, what? This is amazing. Get me some seaweed chips. Oh, seaweed. You, so you drink your coffee with your seaweed with chips. With your seaweed chips. Yeah. Because yeah. you're while pretty drinking, much a mermaid at that point. While drinking your fish oil <laughs> supplement. And yeah, you're good to go. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly what that needs to happen. That sounds so bad. Mmm, yum. Sounds so bad. So but, good. Anyway, there's coffee segment. Hopefully it was... Hopefully we can actually test it out on our own now. I would love that. So we ha- we're drinking Ethiopian coffee this morning. Are we? So let's take a sip. What do you What do you think? Oh goodness! I know. Well, it's decaf, honey. Well, it doesn't matter. It's just it's just bubbled out. I like it. It's very smooth. Smooth. Mm-hmm. Are you getting blatant blueberries or more of a tea, lemon, citrus, and florals? I think it's more tea, lemon. To yeah, me. it's definitely more tea, lemon. It's but definitely it could be just the, processed. the light taste. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do get a light tea or floral flavor out of this. Right. I think this is, I think they're right on track. Okay, done. High five, Angel Cup. Good job, Angel's Cup. All right. Is so it the, Angel's Cup? 
I, I, yeah, angels with a cup nice. o angels. Cup o angels mm-hmm. drinking the heavens. All right, so let's get back into eye contact. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the action plan. We're gonna do this now. So how do we go about implementing better eye contact to be more successful? Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. You ready for this? I'm always ready for this. Okay. First thing, you enter, you start entering a social interaction. Boom, eye contact. So that's it. The action plan to make more eye contact is to make more eye contact. No, so, but but the second you start interacting. Okay. Throw so, down. So you, you kind of like prep yourself. You're like, okay, I'm going to go talk to this person. Yeah. I am going to focus on my eye contact. Right. And then you, you get up there and you like, boom, right boom. there. Grr. Okay. Lock on the eyes. Okay. Then what we want to try to stick to, which is literally impossible to figure out when you're in the real action of a social interaction, is the 50-70 rule. So 50% of the time you need to be making eye contact if you are talking. Okay. 70% of the time you need to be making eye contact if you're listening. Holy cow. Yeah. Which which in all practicality, because I know because I've tried to like get clients to like figure this out when you're in a social interaction you should be actually paying attention to what they're saying and not counting how many times you've you know talked your ear or your eyes away i'm doing it right and now then, i'm going I, your shoulder and i go one and then back to your eyes two three yes. four and i go shoulder one two but see that doesn't three, make for because then you're just counting in your head you're I not know, actually I'm listening fake, i'm faking it and i'm making it yeah you yeah you are making it Okay. Um, again, it's every three to five seconds. You're you're gonna want to move your eyes slightly. So be just be cognizant of your eye contact, but don't like count it out. Right. Okay. Well, and you can even do it within a sentence structure. So unless someone has some serious run-on sentences like talking to me, it, <laughs> then you break away every sentence or so. Okay. Or because really in a social interaction, you're having back and forth conversation. So try to think of it as when you're listening, you're really focusing on your eye contact. When you're talking, you can look at the room a little bit, come on back. And that's why I want you to every so often go to the ear or the shoulder. I don't want you to go like to the ceiling and down because yeah. it, it just doesn't look ear is right. good. I think the ear, I think the, even the shoulder gives you, you like, give a little, little down, a little head movement down. Right. The ear is awesome. The ear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so really trying. And again, with the, the looking up, it looks like you're rolling your eyes. Don't do that. Okay. And I do like the way that my clock is positioned in my therapy room that I use most frequently. If I time it wrong, it looks like an eye roll. Oh. And so I have to be very cognizant of when I'm looking at that particular clock. I have multiple clocks in there, but if I'm looking at that clock, I can look like an eye roll. And then I look like I'm like, Oh, this guy's so dumb. Right. And we don't want that. Right. Okay. Um, also don't look at the floor. You're being passive and don't dart your eyes all over the place. So stick to that ear. Just one ear. Yes. Don't be like ear, right ear, left ear, shoulder, yes. chest, shoulder, yes. ear. And you're like, Whoa, whoa Hey, yeah, yeah. No, no booby look at. Oh yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't mean it that way, but, no, but yeah, yeah. So, so you go eyeballs, Male chest. or female. Just. And then when they say, excuse me, I'm up here, you say, no, I'm making appropriate levels of eye contact right now. I, I am hitting my 50, 70 percentage perfect right now. So back up. Back up. You you obviously haven't, you know, researched science. Yeah. Okay. Um, but as you're doing these face recognition, eye contact kind of pieces, I want you to look at their pupils. Okay. To see how they're feeling. I don't want you to overanalyze it because you still have to be listening to the words. Okay. But also looking for micro expressions. Wow. This is a lot to take in it, and then pay attention. Right. I thought we could multitask. Well, we well we can. But this is social interaction. So 
You got to lock it up. Okay. Little. All right. Yeah. So, but really trying to identify those micro expressions specifically, if you are making a statement okay. um, and you're, you're trying to feel out if that's an okay thing or not, like oh, what okay. you just said, like, I really like cheeseburgers and they happen to be vegan. There's, there might be a like micro expression of like <gasps> surprise or like anger or something. You want to be able to identify that. And, and we're not necessarily trying to identify micro expressions to avoid everything that we're sure. micro expressioning about, but we're trying, you can also be like, Oh, why would that make you upset? Or why would that offend you? And really trying to pay attention to those, those social cues as you're making your eye contact. And this gets easier as you go along. You Got just it. naturally start picking up these things. Got it. Yep. Okay. That's it. And that's that. That's, this, yep. that's pretty an easy, pretty easy. Well, not an easy action plan, but a short action plan. Yeah. So we find social interactions. Yep. We prep ourselves beforehand and make that eye contact. Lock it down. We shoot for that 50% eye contact when we're talking, 70% when we're not talking. Yes. And then we make that easy gaze off of eye contact, probably to like the ear, maybe the shoulder. Yep. Or somewhere around the room once in a while. Yep. Three to five seconds. Three to five seconds. Yep. And then we exude that confidence so our micro expressions don't tell that we're scared to death. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Too? You're still gonna have you're still gonna have your micro expressions, and they're still probably gonna be able to read it. But that's okay. That's okay. You're, you're we learning. Keep, we're we just figuring just keep, it out. We keep working. Keep making that eye contact, and next thing you know, you go from not being scared of your boss to being the boss. Yeah. And then you can ride in and be like, I soared through my my ladder at work because of all of that eye contact practice you guys made me do. Mm-hmm. And okay. then we'll high five. And then we'll high five. All right, perfect. <laughs> well, get out there, make some eye contact, and... Build a better you. Thanks, guys.